Hey, I'm not Ed Cuddy. Hey, I am Ed Cuddy. I am definitely not Ed Cuddy. The kings of short form improv. Improvision shoots on Eli. And what's this guy doing up here in Manitoba? Manitoba Money Shot Podcast with me, Ronald George Moore. Hello, I'm Harvey Cardwell. And I'm George Spicer. And, and we are coming, coming to, to you live, live from Robin's Donuts, Donuts newest location in St. Peter's, Nova, Nova Scotia. Scotia. Robin's Donuts Canada is no longer affiliated with pads for passerines. That guy didn't even have an office, for God's sakes. And these birds just won't leave us alone. Who opened the door? Don't open that door. He was a magician prankster at best. May he rot in hell. You can win. Come say hi in St. Peter's and with every deliciously dry breakfast sandwich, you take home your very own pussycat. Aw, that's cute. Robin's Donuts is proud to partner up with Cats in the Bag Foundation, a non-non-profit organization homes for feral cats. Bring in the cats. Yes. Right? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Get those freaking birds. I think I'm going to puke. There's blood everywhere. Die. Die. Oh, my God. You did it, Harvey. They're all dead. Yes. Maybe I should have brought some cat food. Um, we better get out of here. Fresh, friendly. Grab your gun! Yo, what's happening? It's Ronald George Moore coming at you with the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast. How you doing? Thank you for listening. I really appreciate you uh, clicking on whatever you clicked on to get here. Um, Today, an amazing, fun, fun show with three hilarious boys. I've known them for a long time now. Um, Improvision, George Allen and Ed came and sat down and they went through a lot of beer. (laughs) Let's say uh, they got their fill of beer and it was, as I said, it was hilarious. It was great. And you'll be checking that out momentarily. They're at the Fringe Festival. The Winnipeg Fringe Festival is happening again at uh, Old Market Square and venues around the city. I'll tell you this right now. I get to a point where I'm trying to think of a sandwich board and I say everything but sandwich board. Just so you know, I know what a sandwich board is. I don't know why I keep saying billboard and whatnot. Sandwich board, sandwich board, sandwich board, sandwich board. When you get to my age, just little things kind of pop out of your brain and uh, it takes uh, takes some time to get them back. Find the Manitoba Money Shot on Stitcher, on iTunes, on YouTube, on Twitter, on uh, Facebook, and I just try to update whenever I can. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do, and I'm doing it. Doing the do. Doing the do-do. Doing the do-do. And go back and check out some other episodes of some people who have fringe shows uh, this year. Of course, previous guest Corey Falvo has a show. Also, Corey Wojcik is putting on mixtapes from my mom with uh, with a live band at XQ's Cafe and Lounge. Martin R. Howell is in a play called Farago by the Dark Horse Theater Company. Tim Gray and Dana Smith are in hunks. You can catch them at Wee Johnny's. Plus, Dana has her own one-woman show, Lives or Lives at Wee Johnny's. Jeff Hughes' Improv D&D happening. 
Kathy Herbert is in Corey Falvo's Commando uh, radio play. So you can catch two for one there. Uh, will Lee White show up at Improv D&D? We're not sure yet. Meaning me. I don't know. J.D. Renault is advertising some Midnight Show at Weed Johnny's on the 25th of July. Check it! We're rolling! Welcome to Crop Central Improvision! We got George McRobb! Hello! We got Ed Cuddy! Hello! We got Alan McKenzie! Hey now! And they form a three-headed beast called Improvision. Ooh, scary. Uh, Improvision has been, I would guess, the longest standing running improv team in the city, if not the province. Certainly the oldest. <laughs> the oldest in ages. I think I bring that curve up quite a bit. Uh, I'm just I don't individually. Much either. Yeah. The two well, of us. I'm a youthful 49, so. Yeah. Well, um, we, uh, as Improvision, it has been, I think, 18 years. George crop Doing. <laughs> <laughs> I just. They, they can read my name tag, Ron. Okay. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm sorry, I want to keep interrupting, but it's like Beastie Boys, you know. MCA, you could hear his voice. It's distinct. It's distinct. It's very different than Mike D and Ad Rock. To me, they always sound the same. But okay, go ahead, George McRobb. Sorry. I hope my son's listening for that part about. Oh, see, no, they're going to think that I'm you. No, no. You no. prick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say another you word. Stop it. All right. Yeah, eight, 18 years is in provision. Yes. Uh, but 20 years doing improv together. Yes. Mm. Correct? Because it was 1999 just before... Our uh, first show was 1999, yeah. Just yeah. like the famous Prince song. Uh, what was that song called? <laughs> uh, Little Red what? Corvette? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right. So, 1999. I'm going to bring you back to 1999. Okay. Okay? okay. Wow. So Whoa, I just saw The Phantom Menace last night. Everyone's... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's... I want to pew! That's scary that you knew that. <laughs> this is the very first time you guys did a show together. The yeah. three of you, 1999. Where was the show? Uh, I was uh, just outside of Eli, Manitoba, in a straw amphitheater. <laughs> You're kidding me. <laughs> Not at all. No. Just made of straw bales. Now, Eli is, what, a half hour out of the city? It's about yeah. a half hour west. Uh, yes. Correct. And uh, what the fuck? Like, why are you, <laughs> why are you in Eli... Uh, I don't well, get you, it. You made us. Yeah. Yeah, no, I kind of made them. Made uh, at the time, I, yeah, I guess you weren't working the Haunted Forest yet at that point. No. But you, Ed, you were, right? Uh, oh, big time. So haunted Forest. we worked at a Haunted Forest in Eli in, Who's in the we? 90s. Uh, you, Ed and I? Ed. Okay. Um, Alan McKenzie is speaking now. <laughs> yes, that's Alan. <laughs> and the guy running that, he's like, oh, he came to see a show. I was in, in the Fringe. And he's like, oh, I want to get some theater out here. And I... Don't know. I kind of I took an improv class with George. I kind of wanted to do improv, and I thought, well, this would be a good place to try it. Let's out. talk about the class. What class did you take? We took uh, a class at PTE with uh, Rob, Rob Slade. Slade. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Rob Slade. Yeah. Wow. I know you watch us on stage, and you think there's no way Rob Slade had anything. To do. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's oh, This is George McCrobb speaking, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. You and Ed, Ed and Alan, took a class with Rob Slade. No, uh, Ed, George. Actually, uh, yeah, yeah. Ed and I met in a different class at PTE. That's right. I, I only make friends at PTE. Apparently, <laughs> we were taking so many classes. I took a class with Rob as well, a couple of classes, but not with these guys. Right. So Rob, he's he's the one teaching at PTE. Yes. 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 Okay. 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 He's yeah. the the improv guru. But you haven't performed together. No. We, There's no name. No. No. At yeah. that point, no. So no. you're working at this forest. We were in our nascent stage. 
<laughs> what? I don't know. I work at the library. <laughs> Drag that out of your drop. Alan McKenzie. Tell me about this haunted forest. You uh, and Ed are working there. Yeah, we okay. uh, we work there every October, like on the weekends. We put these latex masks on our face, and we took kids around for this tour of the forest and yeah. scared them. And, and how, how did you scare them? Uh, they had like all these things in hydraulics. I had like. They had a, a cave you could walk through. They had a spider thing. Oh, fancy they had affair. a kid hiding in a garbage can, which was probably my favorite effect we ever had. Yeah. Uh, like, you break character for a minute. Like, you're doing all scary voice, scary voice. That, yeah. That's my scary voice. Um, <laughs> and you draw a character. Oh, man, look, someone left some garbage here in the field. And, and you got a kid to pick it up and throw it in the can. But then we have, like, a 10-year-old kid inside with a scary mask on. And he jumps out. And, yeah. Like, the makeup was really good. Alan's character was actually scary. Yeah. I mean, I was scared of him the first time I met him. Well, the, and then he <laughs> put the mask on and holds it Oh, my God. But the first time we did it, it was like, we weren't really told what to do. It was just, no. ah, you just walk kids around. And we were, like, trying to legitimately be scary, and kids were terrified. And then uh, this guy who lived in Eli mm-hmm. uh, was the one who the first one who did, like, sort of a, a comedic turn as Frankenstein. And everyone just followed his lead, and that was... Uh, it was a successful thing for a number of years. And, and then, then, yeah, so, so he approached us and or approached me and said, hey, can you do a show here? And the, the show he saw me do at the Fringe was like this 20-person musical. And it's like, well, we're not bringing that out to your straw amphitheater. <laughs> right. But I got some buddies I'd like to try something with. You're doing this show. You're doing this haunted forest. Right, so because of that dude, the th- three of you... There was, was a uh, there was a Whoa, fourth. Whoa, there's a Pete that. Best to improvise. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh Our, my God. Yeah, we do have a Pete Best. Yes. Holy shit. We'll <laughs> yeah. bring it on. And What's the only, like we did two shows that weekend at the Straw Amphitheater and he was in both of them and they're the only shows he ever did with us. Holy shit. No yeah. the only way. shows he ever did. The only shows he ever did. That's right. The only improv he ever did. Do we want to say his name? What's his name? Uh, sure. Don yeah. Balkin. So, Don yeah. Balkin. Cool. <laughs> so the four of you, your first show, uh, it's, uh, I imagine it's a, it is a venue. A straw. <laughs> it was yeah. a straw venue. I, w- I was attacked by a dog at one point. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, because you sure it wasn't like sending the hounds or, you know, they're like, get off the stage. Somebody brought dog to the show and I got loud and the dog charged me on stage. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I remember that we won over the local uh, farm crowd by getting the name of Tractor Company Straw. <laughs> oh God, yeah. They, okay. They just laugh at you. Heads off. <laughs> <laughs> what? The okay. only suggestion we were getting was Case IH. It's a big I don't know tractor manufacturing right? company. If you don't know tractors, yeah. K- Case IH oh, yeah. in a straw amphitheater will sound a lot like H I H. So it's like uh Case I Case what is it? Case, Case, Case IH. Case IH. I go, okay, H I H. Case IH Right, H I H. So I go, Case IH H I H, I got it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, they loved us. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, so right off the bat, that must have been uh, a hard... It's kind of like when a stand-up does their, their does their first time, you know, they generally say they bombed. Did you feel like you bombed that first show, or you got the crowd back? No, I think it's all right. right. Uh, but it. it's funny you mentioned stand-up, because no, we didn't just do improv. We did improv. George did a set of stand-up, and we did, um, like, two or three sketches? Yeah. 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 Sketches. Yeah, we yeah, did sketches. Yeah. And Don Balkin, the the uh, uh, former member Pete of Best. Uh, the, the Pete Best of Improvision, um, he wore a blonde wig uh, and played Ed's <laughs> wife in a beautiful scene called The Bread Whisperer. Uh, <laughs> he didn't change his voice or mannerisms at all. <laughs> he was just blonde. It was, ma- it was masterful. Which is kind of... It sounds hilarious. Kind of prescient because neither of us, none, none of us change our voices or, or our characters at all 
an improv. No, because why would you do that? <laughs> it could be a myriad of characters, but it's always the same. It's always the same. Were you doing uh, improv games? Because you guys are a short form yeah. improv yep. troupe. You do yeah, games. So we, yeah, we did like a half hour of improv games and then the stand up and the, and and the, the sketches. sketches yeah. 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 Any games that you did at those two gigs that you currently do? Do you remember ones that... Oh, uh, that's a good question. What did we do? We did styles, probably. Like, I I can't even remember. I have every set list that we've ever performed (laughs) at home. You're kidding. I honestly do. Uh, And I'd have to look it up. Uh, But I don't think we do. Um, I think you're right. And George, yeah, is the encyclopedia of all of our our set lists from all time. So I think we did things... At that show that we we were doing for warm ups later, so <laughs> you might be right. Yeah, like I think we might have done uh, zip zap boing. This is groundbreaking. Look how fast we are. <laughs> Very cool. So four of you down to three. Yeah. So well, and then there's a period where there are five of us. Oh yeah. <laughs> what the hell? What are you talking about? There's well, a... we when we when we did the shows out in Eli, we were known as Full Frontal Improv. That's right. Don decided that he was done, um, and we thought, well, three people can't do improv. That's crazy yeah. talk. So it's we stare at your old school crumbs sticker there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we had uh, two other people join us for two years, and that went so well um, that we decided we couldn't even fucking use the name anymore. <laughs> right. When we all uh, kind of, well... Full frontal improv is in the toilet and now what do you... Oh, you mean it was five of you as improvision? No, no that's, 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 that's full, full frontal. frontal. Yeah. Oh, and then, oh, okay. Uh, that kind of fell apart. We gave up the name as a tribute to Don, basically. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. And we had done a, a, a show, uh, a Christmas show somewhere, still under full frontal, uh, for who was the politician? Do you remember? Oh, I can't even remember now. Oh, uh, he was yeah, he was like a local MP, but I can't. And remember who afterwards, he, was. he got on the mic and did a little speech, and he thanked us for our uh, for doing our improvision. So obviously, hadn't watched any of what we'd done, and so I'd like to thank everyone for coming out and uh, doing their little improvision. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Was I in the yeah. show? You're hardly at any of them. <laughs> I hope it was a Green Party, but if it was a provincial person, not likely. That's too bad. No. Uh, okay, so then full frontal nudity must have been in the fringe, right? Yeah, yeah they had a fringe show. Yeah, we did two, two years. Two years so was full frontal. Improvision, when was your first show under that? <laughs> that name? would be 2002. 2001. Two. Our first, because yeah, our fringes yeah. as full frontal were 2000 and 2001. That's yeah, right. You're right. And then 2002, we did Improvision a Go Go. Um, at the Cinematech. Cinematech. We're at yeah. Cinematech. Cinematech. He, he's the, uh, the true historian. I, I just <laughs> had the set list. He just keeps <laughs> I can remember the themes of our shows, but yeah, he knows exactly what happened. And I basically remember nothing. It's, it's like when you get together with old friends. Like, these guys are old friends. They'll be talking about a show, and I'll be like, wow, that sounds great. Was I at that show? No. There can't be too many years that Improvision has missed being in the Winnipeg Fringe. Uh, the only, yeah, the only years that we missed doing it were years that we had, uh, produced a different show together. Hmm. Um, Macabre we, Tales of Horror and Macabreness. <laughs> George McCrosby. <laughs> so George and I and Audra, our stage manager, uh, the three of us wrote that show mm-hmm. and, uh, Ed was in it. And the first year we did, cause we did three runs of that. And the first year we did it, we did Improvision as well. Yeah. And we were exhausted. 
And yeah. then um, the next two times around, we just didn't bother doing an improvision show. So okay. those are the only years since 2002 that we haven't been there. Yeah. We've always been the same lineup, except for like a summer you took off, Ed. Uh, yeah, was that, was a, I was going to get to that. But uh, uh, you know, took off, Ed, you took off a summer from improvision. There was like one <laughs> fringe you, year that you it, didn't it partake, a, or a whole, was it a series of shows, or it what was happened? a few fringes. I, I just... Uh, Work was getting busy, and I had little kids, and I just decided I would right. take some time off. The you kids, know. the kid factor—you gotta, yeah. you gotta look at that for so, sure. Those I are mean, good years. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, was, I'm, I'm thinking of all the shows. Like I'm thinking of the posters, and I think there was five years that that was gone. It was a long. Yeah, that's a yeah. long time. That's a so, long summer. Yeah. I uh, I would sometimes come and do some of the shows with the guys. They mm-hmm. let me do that, which was nice. And uh, well, let is strong. Bro. Yeah, let is a strong word. <laughs> now, I, how how did I you had approach to perform them? certain acts to be able to do that? <laughs> keep the acts to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> don't care about it. They made me audition. Let's face it. You know? <laughs> but like when you when you decided, okay, I got to take a break. Was that a very hard decision for you, or is yes, it just like it was. fuck these guys? I I need more. I need time to myself. Like how how did you approach them by saying I need to walk? I think away? I we you called a meeting at the Toad in the Hole. Yes, at the Toad in the yeah. Hole. You see, they have to tell me things. Oh, I'm, I'm really old. I'm going to be sixty next year. So um, that cannot be true. It's true. No, it cannot. We had a lot Are of really stored meetings yeah. at the Toad in the Hole. Yeah. yeah, we formed improvision at the Toad in the Hole, didn't we? You're like yeah, the youngest looking dude here. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> so it's because sick. I left for five years. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of those... Uh, you know, it was uh, it was uh, tough, but it was the right decision. And I have to tell you, I enjoy the improvision. <laughs> I sound like the, the MP. <laughs> I enjoy improv even more having taken those five years off. Since I've been back, it's been just so much fun. Like, right. Seriously. Like, when, it was a good break. When we were at the at the, the, the King's Head, or uh, sorry, the Toad in the Hall, and Ed drops this on us, and I, I'm not going to lie, like, and I hope you're okay with this. I was like devastated. I was just like, and we weren't sure if we were going to continue just uh, uh, Alan and I on stage, or and, even under the same and name. Audra, same right. name. Yeah. We had no idea. Um, so uh, devastated. And this uh, part-time reviewer that we knew uh, and didn't like. <laughs> walked himself down at our table and just went, "Hey guys, blah blah blah," and I'm just like. There's no reason in the world not to tell you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> and, I'm, and the whole time I'm thinking, like, you should say it because things are done, right? You don't need to be nice to this guy anymore. That was exactly. George McRobb talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Alan, how did you feel? Uh, well, yeah, it's the same way. I really didn't think we were going to... I didn't know if we were going to continue or not, but we had a corporate gig. <laughs> you offered. had gigs you didn't want to cancel. We had a corporate gig come up like not long after that. Yeah. Like, well, I guess I guess we'll take it. And that mm-hmm. was... Was it at the Air Canada building? Uh, no. Because Ed was at that one. It was... Uh, I wasn't. Uh, the, <laughs> Don't ass- the Assessors Association of Manitoba. Wow. Do you, do you have still the set list? I do. I have a set list. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, when we did the show, uh, it went really well. And we're like, okay, yeah, we can do this. Two people can do improv. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm surprised they did take you back in. They're, like, on top of the world. I, I was, like, fifth in line for a spot. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
And now we have to split that mad improv money. Oh, that crazy <laughs> mad money. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, you said corporate gigs. Like, are you getting good gigs? Uh... We get them once in a while. We don't we don't pursue them as much as we should, but we, we get them every once in a while. And they're always weird. <laughs> why, uh, why is be, that? Because the uh, the person that's always happiest to see you is the, the organizer who hired you. Uh, and sometimes the, the crowds are great, uh, and they're they're into it. Yeah. Uh, and other times, uh, like especially like uh, Christmas parties, uh. like you've done murder on the menu. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I you know what it's like. Sometimes it's like, oh wow, we really needed entertainment to break the ice, and this is awesome. You guys are great. And other times it's like, I want my three fucking drinks. I want my meal, and I want to try to score with that person in accounting I've had my eye on, and your blah, 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 blah is kind of interfering with that. Yeah, you're cock blocking. Yeah. Sometimes the boss of the company just molests you in front of all his employees because he's stone drunk. <laughs> yeah. And they, Which you know, happened in, what, last December? Yeah, and you go home in tears. That's right. Uh, you know. Wait a minute, you guys are... You shake it off Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> last December... The boss was probably the worst one in the audience. He right? was right. super drunk. And, and it was the type of thing where like, they're like saying, oh, make fun of the boss. You get him. Because I know a lot of corporate yeah. guys, well, they, they, all, they, yeah, they, they want they you to make fun that, of yeah. the, like, the managers. And, and he was so loud at one point, it was just, we were doing a, a guessing game. We did a variation of a guessing game where we had uh, somebody sitting on Santa's lap. Right. So we had him, as, uh, we brought him up as an elf. Okay. Because, uh, oh, yeah. you know, uh, we do things different. So when we do guessing games, there's usually, if you guess wrong, there's a penalty to pay. So we were doing a Santa guessing game where every time you messed up, you got a clothespin put on your body somewhere. That's right. So we, <laughs> yeah. so we gave this drunk idiot clothespins, and uh, he was putting them all over me, but he was more just kind of like... No, it was oh, Ed. It was me. It was Ed. Well, yeah, it had there. nothing to do with, like, getting the guest wrong. He was just like, hey, I'm going to put a clothespin on right. yeah. 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 Trying to put one on my cock. Oh, just, God. Yeah. No, that was so you have to politely say fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we, and that's probably the first time we've ever had to... Somebody we brought up on stage had to kind of go, get off the stage. Yeah. <laughs> right, please, right. Please leave now. Yeah, that, you're right. That is the first time we've ever had yeah. to do that. What other uh, fringes have you done? You did the Edmonton Fringe? That's the only one yeah. out here we've done. Like, we skipped done... the Saskatoon? No, we skipped Saskatoon. Yeah, we did Edmonton once. We've talked about going back again. It's a it's a harder one to get into, and like we don't we aren't as familiar with the city. Mm-hmm. So doing a BYOV there is a bit tougher. Yeah. Like you don't know what you're getting. Right. Whereas right. here you can, you know, it's like we know what the Legion's like. Well we'll do a mm-hmm. BYOV at the Legion. And we're happy. But, right, right. Yeah, so let's talk about there. the Legion a bit, because that's been kind of your, at least, fringe home, right? You've been there, what? Five, like, six years? Yeah, five, this is our sixth fringe there, yeah. yeah. Wow, wow. Six? wow. And we're talking about the Legion. Uh, this is uh, Albert Kent Street. Legion. Yeah. And Albert McDermott. And McDermott. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I saw you guys there last year, and it's very, very cozy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. It's all at the, the front of the... So you have a big glass uh, window yeah, that yeah. you're facing, and it's kind of not in the round, but uh, surround stage, right? So you guys are... This stage. <laughs> <laughs> it's a round floor, yeah. Where the floor has no tables, let's yeah. say. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, the Fringe actually tried to talk us out of using that as a venue. Yeah. Uh, they said, it's too small, you guys can't do this. And we're like, no, this is, this could work for us. Like, we what the really fuck do they care? It's a BYOV, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They tried to talk us out of it. Uh, I think we actually tried to do it one other year, and they did. They, they were did successful talk in talking us out of it. Well, when we uh, we didn't make the lottery one uh, one year, so we were looking around for a BYOV. Right. And, and just uh, just the, so so people know, at the Winnipeg oh, Fringe, no, right, all yeah, the yeah. acts have to uh, apply 
uh, and uh, randomly names or, or production companies are drawn, um, but there's always way more theater companies than uh, slots at the Fringe. So then the next step is to still find some sort of venue in the city, your own lighting and stage tech, yeah. and yeah. go by their restrictions on what you can and can't have. Yeah. It's really easy when the lighting is just turning on a lamp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a lot really easy. Then. Anyway, George, sorry. So, uh, so we'd, uh, we'd contacted the Legion and they weren't getting back to us because we thought this would be great. 50 seats, uh, so we don't have to worry about filling it almost every night. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'd contacted them, they weren't getting back to us, so Audra and I went down um, and talked to Sheila, the manager, who was incredible. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, And we were just like, hey, Sheila, we've been you know, emailing you, calling you, and she's like, yeah. <laughs> went, uh, so like, you know, we'd like to do our fringe show here. And she went, yeah, we had a fringe show here last year, and it didn't really work out. And I went, oh, well, you know what? We're like promotional machines. We poster, we handbill, we always get a crowd. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he said. <laughs> well, you know what? We, we, we've been around for a lot of years. We have a really good reputation. We have a bit of a following. Yeah. That's what he said. Well, you know what? Like, uh, we would really like to do it here because uh, you could keep the bar open during the show because that would really help us out. Yeah, I think we can work something out. (laughs) And and the best thing about uh, the Legion is uh, almost... Almost every show, someone will like barge in in the middle oh, of the scene, yeah, going, yeah. Like, "I just want an OV." It's like, <laughs> yeah. "I'm a member. I'm a member. I can have an OV. I, I can want. do whatever I want." Because that's what it is. Like, just people can walk in during your show because it's still a bar that's open. Yeah, I mean, right? well, well, no, no. Uh, when, when we're doing our show, um, yeah, it's, a, a, it's a fringe venue. Yeah. You need a ticket. Oh, okay. Uh, it's okay. just it happens all the time. Yeah. Regular fringe rules. Uh, can't get in after the show starts. Eh, we're pretty lenient on that, though. If you paid money, we'll we'll let you in. Uh, and if you paid money, <laughs> we'll let you in. This is Ed talking. And we've got the wonderful <laughs> fringe volunteers at the door, making yeah. sure everything runs smooth. And you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to hand yeah. to those volunteers. In some cases, yeah. selling the show out for us. Oh, we had, like, the best volunteer in the last few years who was, like, basically like, was a carnival barker what? just trying to sell out our show. Like, we'd be two, two tickets away from a sellout. Mm-hmm. And she'd convince people to come in and see our show. Just outside great. the venue, she'd yeah. be yelling at yeah. people. Yeah. Like, I mean, because yeah. it's attainable. It's 50 seats, right? You know, yeah. you can do that. Yeah. Uh, what about the games? Like, I, the, the one thing I loved about seeing your shows is it seems like every year you have something new, some different game, some different element to the show. Uh, for instance, as you said earlier, the clothespins, we yeah, were doing yeah. that. Uh, I know mousetraps were involved. I remember yeah, uh, yeah. seeing, uh, for some reason, I see you howling in pain from, from mousetraps, Alan. <laughs> oh, I don't the, know. The, oh, they, they, they hurt. They hurt. Yeah. Uh, we did mousetraps. We did hot sauce one year. Oh, what was water? the hot sauce one? You did shot colors uh, one year. We did <laughs> a, a guessing game where every time you got it wrong, you took a shot of hot sauce. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I did that one show. I, like, I've got bad stomach issues. Yeah. I can't fucking do this. Do it. So then we turned it into hot sauce or super soaker, and if the we make the audience vote on which the punishment would be, and it's like they said the hot sauce, he did it. If they said super soaker, I would take. Oh, it. So, little yeah. tricks of the trade yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah, I could not. The one time was enough. It's like I can't do a like a ten show run. Right, and then of course, yeah, you said the bucket of water. You're sticking. Uh, oh, so yeah. That yeah. was actually really classic because one member has their head in a bucket of wa- bucket of water. Ideally, they can't hear what's going on, but that might be an old trick of the trade. And then, uh, so they have to 
uh, sprout up with just drenched in water and continue the scene. Well, and make an excuse for justify. why you're wet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then justify why you're <laughs> yeah, wet. Yeah. I'd yeah. like to do a show uh, of bucket and water. <laughs> <laughs> just where every scene there's a bucket that you could just stick your head into. Because it gets hot in that venue. I mean, the air oh, conditioning, okay. it can't keep up. So mm-hmm. we, don't, think, we don't do it as much anymore because we got tired of sharing colds. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a hazard. And a bit yeah. of a mess, I'd imagine. But, yeah. Holy shit. Uh, and I mean, I guess we'd have to clear this with the Legion. But uh, generally, if somebody shows up with a bucket of water... We'll we'll do it. We did that one night at the <laughs> cinema tech. Actually, no, I gotta correct that. If somebody shows up with a bucket, we'll fill the bucket with water. Yeah, we don't, uh, want, you, we don't want your water. Uh, we, we don't want your anthrax you, water. We we'll fill ours up ourselves. Exactly. We, we uh, one one year at the uh, cinema tech one night. It was I think it was just the two of us, right? I don't um, remember. And we uh, weren't was, doing yeah. uh, we weren't doing bucket of water, and uh, we're backstage waiting to go on, and Audra comes up and says, there's a group of people here that really want you guys to do bucket of water. And we went, well, we haven't got a bucket of water. They say they'll get a bucket. And we're like, they'll get a bucket. I'm, I'm making a jerky knock. That is uh, the voice of Ed Cuddy. And we're like, okay, yeah, you get a bucket of water, we'll do bucket of water. And then like five minutes later, Audrey went, they got a bucket of water. So we had to do bucket of water. Right. I think I was at that show. Were you? I remember that. Oh, oh yeah, because it would have to be the three of us. Yeah, do a bucket of water. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it's monologue of yeah, bucket right. of water. <laughs> I remembered uh, why not. So happy. <laughs> and then, of course, right. uh, you had puppets of yourself. Are you doing improv? Oh, yeah. Which is yeah. great at the Fringe. Everyone loves puppets at uh, the Fringe. And, and the puppets have—they've been part of the show for quite a while. But yeah, yeah, we never we never let go of the puppets. They're they're still in the show. Now, how did you rehearse the uh, the puppets? Like you got obviously, Alan, you're doing your puppet. I'm doing yours. George, you're doing your own puppet. Yeah, we don't do each other's puppets. That's oh, I so want to do that now. You don't want to put your hand up the wrong puppet. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know what's going to be up there. You're not that's familiar a, with that territory. That's a rude awakening right there. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah, they're like yeah. voodoo puppets. You actually feel it when someone sticks their hand up your puppet. <laughs> I <Gosh>. wish. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, so there's the puppets. Uh, I'm trying to think. What am I forgetting here? We did uh, shock collars once. Oh, yeah, yeah shock, shock collars, man. How did you get into shock collars? Or how did uh, you... George, well, whose idea? I think George was over. just obsessed with the idea that we had, didn't we, <laughs> that torture. we needed a new torture. And it's like, you know, we can rely on old tortures. We don't have to get it. No, 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 no. We need this. And he orders these from, like, somewhere in Asia. Uh, Wait, seriously? Like, yeah. Well, I, I tried to buy them on eBay uh, from some woman in the States. And uh, I sent her a message, and I went, hey, I'd like to buy these. Uh, I, and I, I think I had, like, two questions. Will you ship to Canada? Will they fit on a person's neck? And she wouldn't reply to me. <laughs> she probably thinks there's somebody in my basement. Yeah, I can understand her, her concern. Don't look yeah. at George's Instagram. Just don't. Look at <laughs> That's pretty we cool. Did, uh, how, how is it taking a shock? Is it bad? Uh, the, the, actually, the problem with it was uh, not so much the pain... It was kind of the, it had a delay, like it was on a remote control. The only reason we don't do it anymore is that, that delay. So the, our, our reaction time to the pain came like a long time after the, <laughs> oh, really? uh, we, and, and we started off like a pretty low and then Otter would just keep jacking the thing up because like we, she needed a better reaction right. out of us, but it was always just a, like a half second too late. Um, so that's the only reason we don't do shock callers anymore. So you weren't shocking yourselves. Audra was doing it. Yeah, she was doing it backstage or whatever. And it was a guessing game, right? So it'd be like you'd say something and you'd go, 
So okay, I didn't get shocked. I must be on the. I must be on the right. Oh, Jesus oh yeah. Christ! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did it have? I wasn't there for those shows. I'm just wondering if that had a therapeutic effect at all for nope. you guys. Like, nope. No. I can't no. do math anymore because you could pay a lot for shock therapy. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a little side business at the fringe. <laughs> that's pretty good. What kind of surprises you got this year? Or do you not? There are surprises. Maybe that's a stupid question. You're not going to tell me. <laughs> uh, well, we're bringing oh, yeah. one thing back that we started last year, uh, and this is from Aaron Murky and Jared Miller. We saw them do it, and we we talked to them. We got their permission to do this. Um, it's uh, we get a cell phone from somebody in the audience. Yeah, and you know, uh, playbook where one person reads from a, they're restricted to using lines from a play. That yeah, I, I remember it. the yeah. game for sure. So we, we use somebody's cell phone and we use their texts. Oh, and we, and we, we think okay. we caused a, co- a couple to break up last year. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we got a, 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 someone's cell Wait phone. Wait a minute, serious? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, hey, we're who, pretty who sure. Who lend me a cell phone? And this guy's like, right over here. I'm like, awesome. So I, I get his phone and I go, I'm going to look through your texts. And he goes, mm-hmm. no problem. Yeah. I go, uh, so I'm going to look at, uh, at your text from, and it was a woman's name. And he goes, nope. And I went, okay. And the woman he's sitting next to kind of looked at him funny. <laughs> yeah. And I went, all right, how about this guy? And he goes, yeah, no problem. <laughs> I went, so we're about to start. And I go, oh, you just got a text from, I think your name was like Amanda. You got a text from Amanda. And apparently, and people told us this after the show that we're sitting next to them. Yeah. As soon as I said that, they started fighting. Oh, fuck. Because apparently Amanda... <laughs> <laughs> And I think they left before the end they of the show. They left yeah. before the end of the they show. Did. We also got another one last year where this guy was, it was one of the times where I was using the cell and he was just like throwing it at me. And mm-hmm. he said, I said, is there one you want me to use? He said, no, anything. So I started looking at this before the scene started and it was yeah. just extremely detailed sexual conversation with somebody <laughs> about all the things they had done and will do. Right. And I just... Had to just like scroll until it got to the more innocuous. So you know, I just didn't feel <laughs> licensed to go there because I'm a right, librarian. Right, right. Right? The, the mean, point you know. at which, <laughs> right. the point at which they're toweling off. Yeah, that, yeah. Okay. But, yeah. We've never had a problem getting phones, uh, and no one has yeah. hesitated. It's, right. I'm I'm surprised. It's kind that of strange. You, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, some people have been like, uh, I think uh, a few people we know have like said, "Yeah, you can use my phone" because they know what we're doing. Yeah. But even if there's nobody we know. Uh, it's like a total stranger's phone. It's like, I'm going to open your phone. What's your code? Okay, it's this. Really? <laughs> <laughs> What's your password for your banking app? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What are uh, some of your favorite games to play? Oh, wow. Uh, Over the years. Uh, my absolute favorite uh, in current years is uh, something called Why Is He Late? Oh, yeah. I don't know where we found this game. Uh, it's basically it's the a, biggest it's a, fuck you It's a basic game. game. The, the basic game, uh, uh, I, I was looking for games and we, uh, it's just basically, why is he late? He slept in. Okay, he slept That's in. That's the suggestion. So we're going to bring him in. He's got to guess why he's, uh, but because uh, we like, A, we like to do things differently and B, fuck these guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It becomes this convoluted, he slept in. Why did he slip, sleep in? Uh, because he was drunk. Who was he getting drunk with? He was getting drunk with, I don't know, EDMN. EDMN. How does he know EDMN? Yeah. They used to uh, knit together. What did they used to knit? And it becomes this big, long, convoluted, by the end of it, you're just like, I'm never going to get this. Right, right, right. It's hard and then you have to recap clues, it. Yeah. Like, those yeah. are all the clues. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. 
Yeah, like those are to, all the things you have to guess. Oh, have to oh, guess. Like I'm late because I slept in yeah, because yeah. I was out drinking with EDMN. Yeah, I know him because we knitted together, uh, but we don't knit together anymore because we are abducted by aliens. Yeah, and, and I think this all started because we used to do a game years ago when it was uh, two of us. We did a game called Blind Date, where we were each on a date together, and we know each other's identity but don't know our own. Right. And I remember oh, one time yeah. somebody like uh, asked who George is. I asked, George is someone famous. Who is he? And someone yelled, Tom Cruise. And I said, but there's something wrong with Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> it's not and, just Tom. And it just became this thing we did to each other every night. And I think that's why Why Is He Late appealed to us so yeah. much. Because yeah. it's just like taking that to a Well, it works both level. ways. You know, it works both ways. Like, if you guess the answer right away, it's like, hooray, he did it! What a champ! But if you keep going and you cannot get it, it goes on and on and on, the fucking laughs come just from you not getting it. You and know? We, will, we will not uh, end a scene until the person gets it. We'll do a long-form, one-hour fucking guessing game if we have to. Yeah, Even if the person the show. has no idea what a banana hammock is. <laughs> yeah. Ed had never heard of a banana hammock. I had no concept. Nothing in his universe equated to what a banana hammock could be. Right. And Funny you should mention that. <laughs> that's actually my favorite game, I would say, is Guessing Lotus. It's another guessing game where one person goes out, and so there are two scenes going on. One where they have to guess in a job interview setup what the job is that they're interviewing for, yeah. who their reference is, and how. why did they get fired from the previous job. And then in between all that, they're hopping over to another scene where they're guessing a cliche. Like you're having a, doing a scene with someone, and at some point you have to figure out what is this cliche so, that's being forced. So one person's going back and forth. Yeah. Okay. Two, so, scenes. two, two scenes. scenes. Wow, that's crazy. I love that game. I love giving the clues or being the person. But yeah, the, the scene that we did at the Legion, I don't know, it was like... Was it the first year? I think it was the first year with the Legion. That would be 2014. As, as, as a true historian, uh, I can yeah. tell you that was 2014. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's official. I'm doing, the, I'm doing the job interview, and my job was banana hammock wrangler. 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 And I had wrangler. No, I have no idea that a song. You need to wrangle him. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea that thing. a thong was called a banana hammock, and they basically were like mouthing the clue, like you know. My, my favorite was when George put syllable. you on hold, or no, I was the one interviewing you, and uh, George phones me uh, as I'm his uh, potential employer, and uh, hey boss, uh, it's me uh, Martha. I'm just gonna put you on hold, and the hold music was banana na ha ha hammock. <laughs> And I was he like, still didn't to... get it! No, he still didn't get it! No, no, no. <laughs> well, he never heard of a banana hammock. He had no frame of reference. <laughs> I, you know, I work in a library. We don't have banana hammocks in the library. Oh, you it's work in the Millennium possible. Library. You've seen banana oh, hammocks well. there. You're not, they're not allowed in there now, let me tell you. That's right. They clamp down. <laughs> You're not going to get in there with that. They sure do. I imagine I mean, going no, in the sorry, office uh, is like, get smart. <laughs> like, with all the doors open. <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. Yeah. Uh, and his yeah. cell phone's on his shoe. So I just about broke my nose walking into one of those glass walls in my office. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Audra. All right. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's that's me, isn't it? Yeah. What, what, would, what would be the what would be her role? Like uh, not the Pete Best of the group. 
No. No. no uh, she's like the... Audrey's our, our stage manager. Uh, so She's, she's always won. been your stage manager. Oh, yeah. good. Uh, we've done a couple George shows Martin. without her, um, and uh, we'd rather have her there. So she, a lot of times she ends the show. She'll, like, turn the lights down or... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nice to have someone who knows the timing of you guys. Yes. You know, yes. And, so and she well. does. Uh, and there's always a few shows where she gets the biggest laughs. Just how she ends a scene. Um, yeah. I think there, uh, one of the, the first shows we had done uh, as Improvision, we were playing Freeze. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a guy and a woman on stage, and the woman, I can't remember how they got to this, but the woman just went, well, I'll give you a blowjob. So I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> and I got on stage, and I looked up the lights, and I'm like, don't you dare. And she turned the lights up. <laughs> and got the biggest laugh of the night. Right. There's yeah. a woman in the troupe? Uh, was Evil Bob Live, yeah. Oh, okay, good. Boff, it was Boff. Boff. Oh, Bride of, Boff, yeah. Bride of Frankenstein from the uh, Haunted, Haunted Forest. Forest. Yeah, yeah. yeah it all ties together. Audra is George's wife. We can say that. Yeah. <laughs> I think she had an issue yeah. when I was uh, sleeping in your closet for a while, but other than that, I think that this is... Uh, that, but as far speaking. as working relationship... <laughs> oh, no, I'm just great. Um, using the Beatles metaphor, she wouldn't be the Yoko Ono, she would be the uh, George Martin. Like, She'd be the George Martin. She takes Martin. what we do and makes okay. it better. Excellent. Wow. Yeah, and she's looking after my kid right now, so I had to say that. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, so Good words, good words. Tw- 20 years of uh, working together on and off. Um, honestly, and these guys are going to like, you know, either like right after I say this or to you privately kind of go, no, I fucking hate him. <laughs> honestly, we, I don't think we've ever had a, an argument, a fight. We've disagreed about stuff, but it's always been cordial. Uh, and we cordial. Fuck you. <laughs> That's a big word. That was a cordial. He was telling you this beautiful moment. <laughs> it just that, that was one of our cordial disagreements. It makes me think of lime cordial, which is really nice with soda water. But whatever. Sorry. Go ahead. I would like to retract this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't get to hear the rest of it. Come on. Come on. No. Uh, I, I'm just still waiting for Don to come back. <laughs> Come on here. <laughs> Obviously, you guys get along together, and that's what is really the magic uh, and success of improvision, I would say. Like, you guys are always looking like you're having a great time on stage, and I always love going to your shows. I think you're each hilarious in your own way. Uh, my favorite thing... <laughs> thank you. My favorite thing I ever read in a review, and I will read reviews, uh, but the one thing I really liked is somebody once said we had best buddies charm, and it was like... Oh, best that, buddies charm. I can't remember... The stars we got. I can't remember anything else about that review. I just remember that, and I thought that's the feeling I want people to walk away from yeah. our shows with. So. Do you know uh, Jerry Barrett, stand-up comedy? Yes, yeah. I don't know him, but I know of him. Okay, an old friend of the mine. Big Bear. Yeah, the Big Bear. Um, he, we used to do stand-up together once in a while, and he told me his, his approach to it was: um, you get on that stage and you're at a party. Everyone in that in that room is part of the party. For this brief moment that you're on stage, the the spotlight's on you, and you're telling a story, you're telling a joke, yeah. And it's got it's you're just part of the party, and that's kind of the way that uh, I've always tried to look at it. I've tried to follow his philosophy. It's like we're just having a party here. We're all just having fun together, you know. And especially with improv, it's like everyone's going to get a chance to be a part of it. Yeah. So. And if you're not having fun, I don't see how improv can work. Like, yeah. Just totally. I. <laughs> Ask Ed. Ed probably knows. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just find that the cordial atmosphere 
really. <laughs> and learned a word. <laughs> Drink five beers and do a podcast. Oh, right, all right. No, seriously, uh, I look forward to the practices as much as I look forward to doing the shows. Maybe even more because the practices are crazy because we always crack each other up. Yeah. And they're more unfiltered probably than the shows in some ways. Talk, we, we call the practices our podcast, although we haven't recorded it. <laughs> yeah. It's just because we sit there and we talk and we, we basically do what we're doing right now. Yeah. And the whole night, Audra is saying, you guys should do a podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, everyone's doing one. What the fuck? You yeah. Get, it, get <laughs> on that. What we want to do I'll start the Manitoba Money Shot Network, and you guys will be All first right. to be signed up. That's nice. for sure. Instead of an actual podcast, though, we just want to like rec- like get old cassettes and record ourselves on cassettes. Yeah. And then and then mail and them. then hide them in like value villages, and if somebody buys <laughs> yeah. it, like they they've got this cassette with like this great show. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've got a problem with this Kiss cassette. <laughs> I think we're ready for the Money Shot. How are you guys oh, feeling? Okay. Uh, feeling pretty good. I'm glad I just grabbed another beer. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is uh, the part of the show uh, everyone, or no one, has been waiting for. This is the Manitoba Money Shot. What that means is uh, 100 questions are going to be coming at you in rapid fire. Rapid fire because we have to get through as a group, as a team, together. 100 questions. And if we can do that within five minutes, you have a timer. It'll be five minutes. If we can do that, then you win the Money Shot. Ooh. 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 Wow. And, but there are uh, three of us. Yeah, that's right. So what what's going to happen is uh, instead of asking just like one of you guys hundred questions, I'll, we'll start with you, George. And so okay. let's hear your voice again. This is George speaking. <laughs> and then you we'll sound go- nothing like George did an hour ago. <laughs> and then we'll go to Ed. Uh, yeah, this is Ed. And then we're going to go to Alan. Hi, I'm Alan. And I'll just I'll just go one, two, three, four, five, and we'll just go in rotation there. All right. All right. How long do we have for these questions? Five, it's like five, five minutes. minutes. And you five have minutes. to answer, 90% of your answers have to be correct. Wow. <laughs> All right. And tonight's money shot for Improvision is... $13.05. This is Ed Cuddy speaking, King of the Libraries. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All hail Dawn! Name a baseball team. Orioles. Have you solved a Rubik's Cube? Never. How many nickels in a dollar? A lot. Uh, left or right-handed? Right. How often do you do laundry? Every day. Uh, name a famous, uh, or, or sorry, Annie. Or Anne. Name a famous Anne or Annie. Uh, the one from the musical. Do you enjoy dancing? <laughs> no. Vodka or whiskey? Whiskey. In Morris, Ma- is is Morris north, east, west, or south of Winnipeg? South. Uh, have you ever been on a horse? Yes. Name an actor from the show Happy Days. Uh, Henry Winkler. Crayon or pencil crayon? Pencil crayon. Okay. The last Winnipeg Fringe Festival show you saw. Uh oh, G Day Renault. What? J.D. Renault. <laughs> nice. Do you have uh, any marbles in your house? Yes. Uh, besides a pyramid, name something triangular. Triangle. A slice of pizza. I don't fucking know. Name a song that takes you back to high school. Yesterday. Okay, I got to speed this up. Do you own a typewriter? No. Name a TV show starring Bob Newhart. Newhart. Uh, name a game as a, you played as a kid you don't play anymore. Marbles. Uh, name a type of bingo game. 
Uh, five up and down. Which Toy Story movie is the best one? Two. Name a Beastie Boy. Ooh! <laughs> come on! Come uh, on, man! Time's ticking! Name a Beastie Boy! Crazy Jake! <laughs> what, what's your go-to karaoke song? Uh, Mr. Roboto. Uh, no, it's not. Name a song by Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, 1979. Uh, name a movie you've seen uh, at the Town Cinema 8. Uh, the Warriors. Name something brown. <laughs> Soil. How much is adult fare on the Winnipeg Transit? Uh, $2.95. Which Manitoba town uh, uh, has Happy Rock? Gladstone. <laughs> Thank you. Have you been inside an, the new Palomino nightclub? No. Uh, name a business on Corden Avenue. Um, Bar Italia. Name a radio station you listen to. Uh, 94 3 The Drive. Ed, can you do 10 push-ups? Yes. Name a, he's doing it. Name a UFC fighter, Alan. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> the one thing I don't know. Pass. Uh, pass. Okay, name the last uh, uh, hotel stayed in. Uh, the Woodbine. How many, uh, uh, okay, uh, worst suggestion taken at an improvision uh, show? Uh, it was uh, something about George Clooney and rape. Oh, God. How many neckties do you own, Alan? Uh, two. Uh, how many times have you been to your dentist in the last year? George. Once. Uh, favorite flavor of cake? Chocolate. Uh, how fast can you count to ten? Alan. Uh, uh, two seconds. If you had to get a tattoo of any celebrity, who would it be? Uh, George Clooney. Name a Manitoba uh, cannabis shop. Uh, Manitoba Cannabis Incorporated. Uh, oh, God, we got to speed this up. Uh, have you spent any time in the drunk tank? No. Uh, first record purchased? Uh, 1984. How do you cure a hangover? Uh, uh, lots of water and uh, Tylenol. Uh, what's your uh, worst habit? Uh, uh, drinking too much. What's your worst habit? Masturbating during podcasts. What's your worst habit? Gross. Uh, picking my nose at work. Alan, favorite video game? Uh, Pac-Man. George, worst video game? Oh, uh, Resident Evil. Favorite pizza place? We really got to speed this up. Uh, two, 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 two. Say a word with a silent E. No. <laughs> that is horrible. Uh, how old should a person be to babysit? Uh, 14. Name a wrestling manager. Uh, Joe Saginko. Name a character from Saturday Night Live. Um, Mr. Bill. Have you ever knitted, George? Yes. One minute. Have you ever eaten fruitcake? Yes. Name a golf course in Manitoba. Uh, Pine Ridge. Favorite genre of music? Uh, rock. The rapper associated with Cop Killer. Uh, I see. Very good. What are the things you throw? Uh, I can't read that one. Fuck. Name a brand of margarine. They sell. Name the things you throw in curling. What are they called? Rocks. Noise. Uh, did, yeah, did you pass the first time you got a driver's license? Yes. Oh, very good. Uh, Name a Monty Python member. Uh, Eric Otto. Are you allergic to anything? Yes. 30 seconds. Have you had uh, your tonsils removed? No. Should food, food fair be open on Canada Day? Yeah. yeah. Uh, spell xylophone. No. Scale of 1 to 10 in spicy. How do you like it? Uh, 2. Uh, have you ever visited the Northwest Territories? No. Steinbeck or Selkirk? Selkirk. Favorite Star Trek character? Uh, Mr. Spock. Five seconds. Would you rather uh, cook or do the dishes? Uh, cook. Are you a member of Costco? No. <laughs> have you ever milked a cow? No. That's it? Oh. <laughs> 75. That's how many you're used to, though, Ed? Like, I blame Cuddy. I'm going to do 10 push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
And we said, do 10 push-ups. Can you do 10 push-ups? This isn't the Prove It podcast. Can you spell xylophone? Did you spell it? He didn't. He just said, no. 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 I couldn't even say a word with a silent E. Knife. Fuck you. (laughs) All right, Mr. Library. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Library, he's at it again. Look at me and all my silent E's. But unfortunately, uh, you're not going to take home the $13. And uh, when I don't know how you would have divided it up anyway. Yeah, That's I don't know. It's, it's almost a round of drinks at the Legion. Not quite, but almost. Almost. No. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about the show. The current show, Chicka Chicka Meow Meow. Meow Chicka Meow Meow. Meow Chicka Meow Meow. And we usually rehearse at Audra's workplace. We've got a whiteboard, and we just, like, throw names at it, and we just yeah. pick what makes us laugh. Yeah. Um, and this year, we were on a little bit of a kitty kick. We had this, like... I found a, a, a music track on a, on a music system uh, called uh, uh, Laser... Laser, laser cat- cats with pew pew eyes. Yeah, laser yeah. cats with pew pew, pew, pew eyes. Pew, pew, pew. And I yeah. thought, oh, that's funny. Maybe we could do that. And then we kind of, when you Google search that, you get all these things that have been done before. I was like, well, we don't want to do that. Right. Um, but we all like porn. Who <laughs> 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 doesn't like a little porn? I got no problem with it. porn. You know, uh, kitty porn. Kitty, kitty. Oh, porn. Yeah, okay. That, don't edit. That's not yeah. confusing. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to be showing up. <laughs> protesters. We will get protesters. What's with here? all the cats? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, and uh, Audra is responsible for that lovely poster of yep. your faces yep. superimposed on the and, kittens. If yeah. anyone has not seen the poster or gets a chance to, Ed Cuddy looks like he was born to be a sexy orange kitty. He does. Yeah. <laughs> with, with, a, with a cocktail. I have a cocktail, yeah. <laughs> oh, and let me also say that at the fringe, of course, uh, for advertisement's sake, there's uh, something called the. I don't know, billboard corral or wherever, <laughs> wherever they put all the, the advertisements. It, yeah. yeah. And then uh, every year you that, guys yeah. take the cake as far as like having a billboard stand out with well, the masses. Usually we, we will do a show and, and we'll come up with an idea and George will go, well, I can build that. Yeah. Uh, we did a show one year, uh, it was a cardboard <laughs> robot intervention. Yes, yes. Well, I can build a cardboard robot. Actually, it'd be really easy. And, and, and the funk but, tank. The, the funk, funk tank. tank. Yeah. He'll, he just, He'll veto an idea if it's not something he can build. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, but last year we did Benedict Cumberbatch as the Queen, and he built Benedict Cumberbatch as the Queen. Uh, the worst thing <coughs> was uh, Improvision versus Mecca Improvision. Uh, I went out and bought a brand new garbage can. That uh, was uh, 2007, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> that, that was Alan McKenzie talking. I was on how And we, we built like a, like a Mecca... Godzilla out of a garbage can that looked phenomenal and lasted two days before it was stolen from the fringe. Oh, farts. So maybe that kid at the fringe was wearing it. The the next year, I think we did Meat from Space. (laughs) Yeah. And we built a giant spam can that I filled with concrete and rebar so that if anybody tried to move it, they weren't going to have any luck. And if they tried (laughs) to kick the shit out of it, they were going to lose a foot. Yeah. <laughs> Fringe <laughs> cleanup day was a bitch, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're learning. You're learning. What oh, to, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've got, I've gotten to the point where uh, it, it won't be moved, it won't be broken. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the last time I had a Fringe show and I had one of those billboards up, I came back and some guy was just advertising his own hot dog cart. <laughs> he, he fucking put his flyer on my, on my poster board. I was like, fuck you. And I think I even went to him. It's like, hello, what's this? Someone's like, did, oh, I don't. Uh, those are did, kids. Uh, uh, what was the propaganda one? 
propaganda, yeah. improvision propaganda. Uh, like my favorite posters of any of our shows. People defaced our posters by writing communist rants yeah. on them. Really? In this tiny little writing, we had like four or five posters where someone had just written all this, like, you know, uh, the workers control the means of production, blah, 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 yeah. all over our posters. So, and like, like we said, like our, our themes are just like what makes us laugh. So yeah. propaganda seemed really funny. We got these old propaganda posters and, and it was a, just, it was a gag. And we had yeah, like, we had sure. like guys who wrote, wrote like, uh, editorials for the newspapers, like, yeah. like, uh, really, uh, uh, left wing kind of guys showing up expecting us to do this this show about the working class and it's like yeah can I get an occupation uh, <laughs> exactly the year that we did uh, uh, social faster improvision kill kill great we used, title uh, Barbie dolls uh, as the models and we did po- uh, posters similar to faster pussycat and a lot of it was bondage related right oh uh, shit we saw like ten year old kids. Taking our posters off of walls <laughs> and running home with them. Oh no! <laughs> Put her under the bed. Yeah, I see. I get it. I, I think it's Loot Gear, and I'm gonna like. Well, I don't know his last name, but I'm gonna publicly call it Loot Gear. Uh, guy who's been coming to our shows forever, and he was so proud when he showed up uh, one night with one of its po- one of our posters that he stole off of a wall, and it's like. Don't we were that. advertising our show. We'd give you a poster, Luke Garrett. What the hell? Let's uh, wrap it up here. Let's talk about your show. Uh, yeah, well, we did talk about it, but it's specific. Let's give the specifics. It's at the Legion. What is that? The Duke of the Legion? Duke of Kent Legion. Then uh, 227 McDermott. Uh, we're on uh, well, different times every night, but we're on most nights of the Fringe, uh, except for the first and last. Yep. We're uh, every solo <laughs> show. We're donating twenty dollars to twenty dollars um, to Craig, Craig Street Cats. cats. Yeah. So if we what is up, that? Uh, it's a cat rescue uh, here in the city. That's um, they they don't get a lot of attention compared to all the other rescues in town. Yeah, but they do incredible work. Um, and if we can sell out every show of our run, we'll be able to donate two hundred dollars to them. Nice. And if you're the Humane Society, you don't even feel that, but. Craig Street Cats, that will actually make an impact for them. Yeah, but I was kind of hoping you'd say like, you get a free kitty. <laughs> you come see um, uh, three shows or more. Free I didn't cat. know we were doing this. Uh, yeah, sorry. That's going to be like a dollar less on your check wow. every show. That's, uh, <laughs> All if, right. you, if you want to talk to the immigration so, accountant. <laughs> Duke of Kent Cats Legion. Thing. We're talking July 18th, July 19th, July 20th, July 21st, July 22nd, July 23rd, July 24th, July 25th, July 26th, ending on the Saturday, July 27th. Alan, you're in another show. Uh, I am, actually. I'm, uh, Let's plug it. Sure. I'm, no! <laughs> we don't want to hear about that show. Uh, can I plug two shows? Can I plug two shows? Can you guys? Sure, why not? All right. So I uh, co-directed a show called um, Stephen Hopwood is Not Dead. Okay. Uh, Stephen it's Hopwood at the, is not dead. Um, it's at the uh, uh, University of Winnipeg Asper uh, Theater. Venue 12, it's about a guy named Stephen Hopwood, and he's very much alive. And okay. uh, the guys from The Horrible Friends are in it, Leif Clark is in it, uh, it's a great cast. These are French vets! Show. 
And uh, I'm also in a Fringe. show. Fringe vets. <laughs> Fringe. <laughs> and I'm also in a show <laughs> called uh, Diary of a Monster Kid. And it's uh, basically um, me telling the stories of a 10-year-old kid who's into horror movies in the Based 70s. on the book. Based on the book Horror Mania by 79 by uh, Kevin Doherty. Kevin Doherty, yes. filmmaker and writer. And I want to get him on the show. Yeah, his, it's his first book, and it's all based on his childhood diaries that he found. Yeah. Uh, and he just decided to turn it into a book. And I read the book, and it, it's amazing. I loved it. Um, and we had to like pare down this 300 page book into a one hour show. Right. Is it a so, one man show? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's me telling Kevin Dory's childhood stories. Shit dog. <laughs> there you go. That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And you that's guys, uh, at, uh, uh, Creative Manitoba Venue 26, one block over from the Legion. Nice. Wow. You actually plug that show more than ours. Wow. <laughs> so is that an improv show? That one man show? Uh, <laughs> fucking hope so. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Probably towards the end. Improvision.ca yeah. yeah. is your website. And we will update it before the fringe. At some point, maybe. Like, just watch the banner scroll on the site. It's got all the news and events but on it. But it definitely has your history and other uh, yeah. wicked stuff on there. Uh, the show again. Meow, chicka, meow, meow. Meow, chicka, meow, meow. <laughs> Thank you, George. Meow. Thank you, Ed. Thank you, Alan. Thank so, you, Ron. So much appreciate you guys coming down. This has been hilarious, awesome. This I love you guys awesome, so much. We've known each other for a long time, mm-hmm. and I really appreciate you coming down. Thank Thank you. We have to do it, man. Thanks for having us. Bye.